welcome to Peaceful Ease. We all have the necessary strength and wisdom to solve most of our problems. What we often lack is a quiet space to think clearly and calmly. This podcast is all about tapping into that zone of inner wisdom. My name is Mario Pareca, and I'd like to invite you to join myself and Ela Crane every Monday and Friday. We'll be here to guide you to that endless power and insight within until you learn how to get there and function from there by yourself. This is a journey about being authentic, learning how to trust your instincts, realizing that each and every one of us are not just enough, but also perfect the way we are right now. Hey everyone, Mario Pareca here, and I am joined by Ela Crane, and we'd like to welcome you to the Peaceful Ease podcast. You can get a hold of us on the Peaceful Ease hotline, 424-625-5562 is that number. It's open 24-7. Call us, share your thoughts, your ideas, any feedback you'd like for Ela to comment on on the show, 424-625-5562. You can also email us, podcast at peacefulease.com is the email address, and peacefulease.com is where you can go to connect with Ela and see what she's up to. Ela, what's going on today? Good. We are just going to catch up with where we left off last time, right? Yeah, we uh, kind of got off track. I don't want to say off track. We got onto a different track last time than we <laughs> anticipated. So we had a great episode last time talking about your travels and hiking and your journeys. And now we're going to get into what we intended to get into which is this four-paragraph passage that you were telling me about that I am really excited to hear about starting a new life every morning, which I think is going to be fascinating. So I'm going to turn it over to you, and you can just take us on this mini journey. Yeah, it's a beautiful instruction by the 17th Karmapa, who's the head of the Kaju lineage in Tibetan Buddhism. And he wrote this beautiful practice, and it's about starting a new life every morning. So I'll read it for you. We sometimes wake up fresh in the morning, yet still go through the day half asleep. Our busy 21st century lives overwhelm us with a relentless stream of immediate tasks. We lose sight of how precious it is just to have a human life. This is an awareness we need to feel in our hearts. I would like to share with you a practice I call living your whole life in a single day. You can do this by starting with this thought in the morning. I'm starting a whole new life. It begins right now. Initially, leave yourself a note at your bedside to remind you and then slowly cultivate the habit of waking up with this thought. Your body is fresh from the night's rest. When you wake up with this awareness, so does your mind. Ask yourself what kind of person you would want to be in life that you will live today. Throughout the day, remind yourself your life is happening right now. In the afternoon, check to see how your life is going and readjust as needed. A whole lifetime of possibilities stretches out before you every moment. This is the basic truth of interdependence. Conditions are constantly shifting, and what seemed to be impossible can suddenly become very possible. Every moment counts. Every action counts. A single act of kindness can have a helpful impact 
on the future of many, many others you share the earth with. You can change the course of your future in any moment. So do so consciously and the whole world would benefit. That's it. What does that bring up in you? Because you always ask me that first. I'm going to ask you first this time. (laughs) I think you ask me more often. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm interested to hear your insights because I have some ideas that stirred up some things. So I want to hear you first, though. There's so much in here. I think I will share the text as a link because I think it's something that one can read again and again and get different meanings out of it each time. Two things really touched me this time I read it was that how busy we are and how we ignore what's so precious, which is simply to be alive, you know. We all assume that we are going to live forever and nothing bad will happen to us. And it's just it's always friends of friends or some distant person who struggles, who have sickness or who loses a loved one. But we ignore the fact that it will happen to us. And we just keep ourselves busy, just running after things relentlessly. And we are exhausted and we are tired. And the world is such a fast-paced place right now. There are hundreds of thousands of millions of new things each day, each hour, each week. And it's so hard to feel grounded. It's so hard to know who you are and what you stand for. And instead of looking inward to find these things, we just run endlessly. So that really touched me when he was talking about how busy our lives are and how overwhelmed we are with this relentless stream of immediate tasks with to-do lists, with never-ending running after things. And the second thing was the impermanence we talked about last episode, actually, like that things change every moment. Things are constantly shifting. And there's nothing called impossible. It's really anything is possible if we put our intention into it fully, wholeheartedly. I think if we really want something and put our attention and effort into it we can achieve anything we can be successful at anything but we often live half-heartedly because we are afraid to fail because we are afraid of sometimes success because we are afraid of our own potential of our own greatness because we are afraid of being humiliated because we are afraid of being afraid and we limit ourselves more than anything else or anybody else could ever limit us. And for me, when he talks about every moment counts and every action counts, and that a single act of kindness could change lives, not only ours, but many, many others, it's just a beautiful perspective that I hope to attain fully and live through one day, and it's a beautiful reminder of that perspective. Yes to everything you just said. (laughs) I'll start with that. (laughs) Great. (laughs) It really brought up some feelings for me as I listened to you read it because 
I think about it quite often throughout the day, especially like at the gym when I'm completely focused on what I'm doing there because you have that time in between sets, right? So you're completely focused on what you're doing, but in between sets, you're not focused on anything else. And that's kind of the place where I escape personally, because when I'm there, that's all that matters is what I'm doing. And then when I have that little break, my mind can kind of wander freely. And I think a lot about the impermanence of life and how we don't think about that. We think about, like, I think about death itself. And I think about all the people that are dead were once where we are, and they probably didn't think about death either. But there's a lot of people who are living their lives like it's never going to end. And that this opportunity is just going to go on forever. That'll never happen to me type deal. And I think about just being here. And I think about this way, like a vacation, right? If you've ever gone on a vacation or holiday and you go and you're super excited to get there and you get there and you're going through, say you're there for a week, the first two or three days, it's so freeing and so much fun. You're still trying to get into the rhythm of it kind of because you still are bringing some baggage from the work, the day-to-day stuff that you do. Then about day four or five, you're fully there, you're on vacation, it's exciting. But then in the back of your mind, you're thinking, oh, I only have a couple days left. Oh, I only have two days left. Oh, I only have one day left. So even though you're there and having fun, you know that it's about to come to an end. And then it ends and you get back to your daily life. But in life, we don't think that way. So it's like, what if your life was like, because we all know that we're not going to be here forever and eternally. So it's like, what if you thought of your life as a vacation? And I think the fact that we don't know when that vacation is going to be over, we don't think about it. But if we knew that, oh, look, I only have 30 years left, would you treat your life differently than you do now? Because you would go to bed every night thinking, well, that's one less day. That's one less day. Where in reality, it is one less day. But for whatever reason, we don't recognize that and we don't think about it. Does that make any sense? Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that you mentioned there were millions and billions of people who were born to this planet and they didn't think of dying, perhaps, or they did, but they didn't want to. And yet we are here alive and we are making the same mistake. I mean, according to anthropologists, there were 105 billion people who were born to this planet. And only 7.5 are alive. It's a very small number, less than 10%. And if you are living in the West, if you are listening to this podcast, it means you have some kind of a smartphone, you have internet, you have electricity. You know, this is like such a small percentage of the population here. And yet we get angry when the internet is a bit fuzzy and uh, we can't pull up a website as quickly as we can normally. And we just take everything for granted. And with regards to impermanence, it's so hard to really understand impermanence without getting depressed about it. Because it requires an understanding of appreciation for life first. Because if you try to understand impermanence, then what's the point of living? You know, everything is impermanent. Well, I'm here, I'm going to die, you're going to die. No one is going to care about any of us. In 50 years, maybe 80, if you're young, you're just going to be in a photo in a family album. That's it. If you think like that, then everything seems pointless and meaningless. That's why it's very important to first appreciate what we have here, the preciousness of life. And then without clinging to that life either, see that it's a gift given for a limited period of time 
and we don't know how long that time is. So we better make good use of it. One of the things I like to do, and we used to do this when I was in high school because we were young, and there were these cemeteries that are around where I grew up, these small towns, and they were really old cemeteries. Like when you go look at some of the tombstones, you can't even read because they're just so weathered. And some of them were people who died in like the 1800s, which is just so old. And we used to go there because at night they were scary and old and, you know, that kind of thing because we were young. But one of the things I like to do secretly when I was there is I like to go and actually read the tombstones and think about, you know, the people that are there died so long ago that they probably don't have relatives that visit. There were never flowers there. There was some upkeep, but it wasn't like a nice place to be. But if you go there and you get the opportunity to go there and actually walk around and read some of the names and think about some of the people, who they could have been, what they potentially did. And if you have the belief that we're all intrinsically tied together in some way, and you being here, them being here before and you being here now has something to do with one another, because I believe it does. Let's go back to sports again. When I watch sports, say you're watching an American football game or even a soccer game or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, you think, oh, if so-and-so would have made that play or if something would have been different, then we would have won. Well, you don't know that because that one play being different will change the entire outcome of the whole game. And that's how life is too, where one person you may never have known or never thought anything of, something different happened to them, they made a different decision, it could change the whole existence of everything as we know it, because I think we're all intrinsically linked. And so when you go to a place like that, you can kind of have a different appreciation for 200 years from now, are you going to be in a place like that? And what will people think? And I like to think that there's going to be someone, maybe like myself, that will be wherever I end up 200 years from now, that'll be walking around looking and at least giving some thought and energy to what potentially I did when I was alive or who I was as a person or the fact that I even existed. It's just a thought that I like to have, which is interesting, I think. Yeah. And it's funny because I think this used to be a practice in Tibet. I don't know if it is still, but I read it in many textbooks about the yogis going to cemeteries and living there to kind of really understand the impermanence of things. And you sound like one of those yogis reincarnations right now, <laughs> going to cemeteries and thinking about yourself in that place, because we will. I mean, I know it's dark to say it and it doesn't feel right, but it is the truth. There are no exceptions that we know so far. Well, when I was younger, well, not younger, but towards the end of high school, I used to go to, I'm a Catholic, so I used to go to a Catholic retreat every year. And it was like a weekend long thing and you'd go stay and, you know, they'd bring in a guest speaker and you'd do prayer time, all those different things. So my dad and I would go. And I remember hearing one speaker who was a Catholic priest, but he was very loud and just someone you wouldn't think would be a priest personality wise, but that's why I enjoyed hearing him so much is because he wasn't that stereotypical, <laughs> laid back, calm, preachy type of priest. He was like a real person that just so happened to be a priest. <laughs> and so one of the things he said that really caught my attention that kind of stuck with me is that if you can take away your fear of death, then you have absolutely nothing to fear. Because if you don't have death to fear, then what else is holding you back? And so that's why I think, too, and even before that, my mind would go there, but my mind still goes to that place. I think, you know, 200 years from now, like it or not, everyone who's on the planet right now is going to be dead. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a whole different group of people here. So it's going to happen. It's going to come. 
And sometimes I like to wonder what's that going to be like to finally be in that place and meet that because it's on its way, whether we like it or not. But when you have that perspective and you go back to that, it does kind of change the way you look at today and the way that you approach your day and the thoughts you have and the way you treat other people and the way you show up. It's like, why be angry? What's the point? Why be angry with someone? Is that really the most effective emotion to feel right now? It's something so small, but it's just something that I use thinking, you know, we're all going to be gone. So why not enjoy this moment? Because it's all we really have. Yeah. And I remember, I think I was in high school when they published a picture from space. I think it was a picture of our galaxy. I can't really remember the details, but I remember seeing on a black background, a whitish dot. And I thought, okay, that must be planet earth. And it wasn't even that. It was like, I think that our galaxy was shown in the picture. And I was like, hang on. <laughs> so if planet Earth is not even a dot, I mean, what am I? You know, it was just a shock of the entire world revolves around us individually. Everyone is the main actor or actress in their own movie. We are our own heroes. Yet the movie we take a part in in some sense, doesn't matter when you zoom out enough. And in some sense, matters so much because you can create such an impact here and you can heal yourself endlessly and you can change lives by just being yourself, being kind to yourself and being kind to others. You know, we are so focused on changing the external world that we forget you could be sitting in a cafe and having a cup of coffee and change someone's life. You can inspire just a scientist, an artist to create the next major work that will change people's perspective. Like Mona Lisa, we don't know who she was, but everyone knows her, you know. And we can also, we have that endless potential in us that we don't really utilize and we forget that there were 105 billion people who were born here. And we are in that tiny percentage among seven and a half. We are in that tinier percentage in Europe, in the US. And that uh, we are spending one third of our day already in sleep, you know. <laughs> and we have this like, if you sleep seven, eight hours, you have like 18 hours or 19 hours or less, 16 hours, 17 hours to do something meaningful with your life to have a new life like this text says you could have a new life within those 16 17 hours every day every day is new i love it it's it's a great i'm going to read that again when you post it and i would recommend to everyone to read it again because i think depending on where you come from or what state you're in when you read it you're going to get something new out of it every time Yes, and I would like to leave our audience with an exercise because the text talks about leaving yourself a note at your bedside. It says to remind you and then slowly cultivate the habit of waking up with this thought. And the thought is, I'm starting a whole new life. It begins right now. So if you were to cultivate a habit, a new habit, and do this, leave a note at your bedside, what would it say? How would you like to start your new life tomorrow morning? 
It's a great exercise. Ela, thank you as always for bringing this to our attention and having this great conversation. I want to remind everyone that to join in the conversation, if you want to share with us what you got out of this passage or what it stirred up in you, 424-625-5562 is the number, or you can email us, podcast at peacefulease.com. And as always, peacefulease.com is where you can find Ela on the web. Ela, again, thank you so much, and I look forward to the next episode. Thank you, Mario, and thank you, everyone, for listening. For Ela Crane, I'm Mario Pareca. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you on the very next episode of the Peaceful Ease podcast. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Ease podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at peacefulease.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be kind to yourself.